This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show, show number 485, recorded on April 8th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here. Mike, in, like... I know we needed some rain. We wanted some rain, but you're you're getting some special rain. I but. I am literally getting rained on as we speak. If you see me flinch every once in a while, it's because I have a leak that was discovered last night. It just happened right now. Uh, that is in, into my basement. So I have buckets all over me and towels, and we'll see if as. I, hopefully a computer doesn't get hit while we're doing the show. If yeah. I short out and I get electrocuted, you'll know why. Because <laughs> uh, we are getting a ton of rain, and apparently yeah. a leak has been formed in, in the uh, Uyghur household. It's just one of the worst. Like, those things, especially when they come in, they go down a wall, or they yes. come in through a ceiling, and they ruin the drywall, or they stain the drywall, right? I mean, that is just... I, we have been really, really fortunate here in this house uh, that we have we've had very few uh, roof leaks. I mean, we've had other things go wrong. Don't don't get me wrong, but the the actually having those leaks to do that because it's just listen, nobody wants to, that partial drywall repair that you got to do and those kinds of things. It's just I'm now looking right? forward to it. We have it in yeah. the ceiling because right above this is our main level, and uh, on the ceiling of the main level, luckily not the wall, there is a big stain now. So I'll have to do some cutting and patching and spackling and painting. And that's going to be a really fun project. And I hate that more. Than There's just, you know, and it's just, it's just one thing after another with home ownership. I love it. I love home ownership, but there is always something that goes wrong. Well, and you're having, I mean, you're having quite a week, right? I mean, you've had, a, <laughs> yeah. you've had, I mean, you got the fence fixed, but there's some other, like, it's been fence, other a oven, other fridge. Uh, I turned on the sprinkler system this past weekend and the main line to that outside burst. Uh, so I had to turn that right back off. So I got to fix that pipe. Then I came down last night and there's this, it's just, you know, yeah, this is life. It's, it's, I'd love to life. say when it rains, it pours <laughs> <laughs> literally too, when it rains, it pours. It's uh, yeah. As my, as my arm gets another drip on it right now, as you oh, said that, yes, it's soon. raining Nothing. in my basement. So you, that's you might fun. need to get a, well, I appreciate your dedication. One, any, <laughs> yeah. any other person would be like, I just can't podcast tonight. Like, uh, it's, it's, you know, the house is dripping. Well, uh, I love of all places in my basement. Like I have, a, like, I have unfinished basement. The one place where I have all my technology, I have like four monitors, all my computers. This is where it's going to leak. Of course, of all the places. Well, if you need to get an umbrella, yeah, I um, might just stand here with an umbrella. It would be better right. than getting uh, yeah. hammered with rain. The audio, time. the audio listeners won't won't hear. They won't anything. even know. They won't see and, me flinch the whole time. Andrew says, "Jim, you're tempting fate by saying that." Well, Andrew, I don't believe in fate, so it doesn't. It, you know, I, I. But but he's probably right. We uh, we've been getting a ton of rain. Of course, it's that time of the year. It makes things every everything green. Um, Mike, I'm, you know, last year we had McCabe on three times. We talked about our lawns a lot. I'm taking a completely different approach this year. I'm completely ignoring it. So I'm going to, because like I looked at my neighbor's lawn and it looked better. She does nothing. And then I looked at mine and I was like, it just looked average. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to take the Connie approach <laughs> and just see what, what, what do I have? What do I have to go wrong? Like, right. It, you know? Do you have any, do all your trees have leaves? I'm really worried. I have one tree in my yard that has no leaves yet. And I'm like, I yeah, hope no. it didn't die. No, no, it's still too early. Still okay. Too early. That's yeah. what I would hope. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So no, uh, no real lawn care. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on lawn care this, uh, this year. We probably won't. We listen, we'll probably still do a lawn care show, but don't, don't get me wrong, but we probably won't, uh, have that. Of course, what we will have is some pretty great show notes, although for this show, maybe not a ton of them, but if you want to do get access to them, you can head out to the average guy.tv for all the shows forward slash HGG and then the show number. So this one is 485. Big thanks, Mike, uh, to all those, and they still continue to do it. If you want to jump in on Coinbase and uh, kind of join the crypto revolution, that sounds super stupid. But if you want to join the crypto revolution, uh, Coinbase is a great way to do it. And uh, you can still jump in the averageguy.tv slash Coinbase. Uh, after your first $100 purchase or trade, you get $10 and I get $10. And if you want to get that and do it that way, just check it out. Listen, I'm not. Uh, this is not financial advice, but it is, Mike, it seems like, let's just have a little crypto discussion for a second because mm-hmm. we have a little time tonight. Yeah. I, oh, three years ago, I argued with you, maybe it was two, <laughs> maybe it was three, that I thought this is this wasn't going to be a thing. And you kind of tried to convince me it was. And I stuck to it and you you sold everything. And yep. it's gone pretty well for me. And you've, you've done okay too with it. But it does feel like, now, maybe not all the altcoins are going to stay around, right? But man, this this thing has lasted way longer than I thought, don't you think? I mean, it's yeah. Well, and it's gotten to the point that you and I, you and I kept like we were hounding on the fact that you know once you know, blockchain started to be using for other things, and just by taking those Coinbase quizzes, like it constantly because you know I'm a little bit out of the loop when it comes to keeping up to date on the bleeding edge of of blockchain, right? Like what are they doing with this? I mean, they are doing some super cool stuff, even with cryptocurrency. But the way they run the blockchain and and you and I kind of talked about once we get away from everyone freaking out over the price of crypto, and we haven't gotten away from that yet, but they've been innovating on it, and uh, that's that's I think the point we've gotten to is where yeah. there's yeah. so much and such it's been proven. Uh, that I, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. becoming a lot bigger than I think either, even I thought, right. I didn't think it would hit 60 this soon. Even I was like, no way. Right. Yeah. Like that was a, that was a pipe dream. And then all of a sudden, for some reason we saw this run up and it's been hovering right around that number, right? It goes between about 54 yeah. and 60, uh, for the past few weeks and just sticks yeah. around there and who knows what it's going to do. Right. Uh, but just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild time. It's, it's, it's fun. It keeps us on our toes just when we think it's over. It's not. Well, Ethereum has been the big surprise in this because I think that's actually the viable if we're going to, if something's going to carry on in the future and actually mean something, I mean, Bitcoin itself may be like gold where you may own Bitcoin only to hold value, you know, and you don't do, it's not like you're buying gold to make jewelry out of it, right? You're buying it just to hold some value. It has value because people ascribe value to it. It in itself, like NFTs don't have any value, right? They don't have any value, but because people ascribe value to it, because there are people willing to pay for it. You know, if nobody wanted to buy your car, it would be worth nothing, even if it was a Lamborghini, right? But if nobody wanted to buy it, it'd be worth zero, right? Yep. So, um, you know, as we think about that, I, I think Bitcoin will be that kind of gold replacement. And maybe that's the wrong word because I don't think gold's going anywhere. But it, it it will be like a gold where it holds value. And then they're really building a lot of stuff off Ethereum. And I'm hearing these things about Ethereum version two to make it even better. And we're going to have a major fork coming up at some point in time. So it seems like those two anyways are, are in, entrenched and aren't going anywhere. 
Yeah, and I wish I had a good analogy for people who aren't like completely educated on Ethereum and Bitcoin and how they run. I wish I had a good analogy, but I don't. But just the Ethereum, uh, you know, the best way to think about it is like you can build really cool things around Ethereum with like smart contracts. And there's just so much more to that blockchain that people are building really cool services and products around. Um, it's, it's, It's very different to me when I think about Ethereum versus Bitcoin. It's why I really have never paid attention to the price of Ethereum because I think the value of Ethereum to me is different. Right, it's the it's the things that people can build on it. Whereas Bitcoin is really just a store of value. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's but you know for for example, we still need to fix the transaction fee. Yeah. Like I went, you know, so I'm I'm mining again. You guys know that I turned on NiceHash uh, with the quick miner, and if you have a six gig or up card, it's still just to let you know it's still profitable. Um. But for example, I had you know sixty bucks that I've mined so far. I went to transfer that over to my Coinbase account. And uh, it fluctuates between being 15 cents per transaction, which is like, okay, right? Like 15 cents on a $60 transaction, not still not ideal, but not okay. Yeah. But right now it's, it's $2 and 75 cents. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take $2 and 75 cents just to transfer this between two wallets. It's like handing cash yeah. from my bank right. to my wallet. Your own cash. Wallet. Yeah, your own wallet. Exactly. It's equivalent to those ATM fees that we all hate paying when you go to get cash out from an ATM that's not linked to your bank. Um, Same sort of thing. So there's a few things we still need to fix. And the the fact that it still fluctuates so much on those transaction fees um, still doesn't make it a viable use for like every day. You know, it's not going to replace Venmo. Because I'm like, once a theory, once a crypto replaces something like Venmo for me, where because me and my friends, all, um, me and Hannah, even every one of my friends, we all use Venmo or PayPal to like pay each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm in a hockey team and we all for the tournaments, we all pay each other with Venmo. Um, you know, but we can't do that with crypto because number one, the transaction fees are crazy, you know, and then pulling that out, there's a bunch of fees to pull that out into fiat. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not seamless yet, even though we've had a bunch of years to work on it. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I spent a bunch of money to convert, you know, when I, uh, I, I wanted to lock in some of this, this profit that, that, that came in and I, you know, I spent 70 bucks to convert that. And it's like surge pricing in on Uber, it you is. know, and you're like, Oh, maybe I'll just walk home drunk. <laughs> you know, I don't want the, I don't want, I'm not going to pay the $50 ride across town, you know, cause it's surge pricing. So well, and Coinbase makes so much on the spread, right? Like if you look at the price on Coinbase versus the price in your other apps, like on the other markets, right. it's a, like when it's a lot lower. So when you go to sell, you make a lot less. Well, they're, I mean, they're making up that difference because then they can go and do that to a different market and, and make the difference. So, I mean, that's how these companies make money. I'm glad Coinbase is around because it's, it's as frictionless as we can get today from getting fiat into crypto, uh, but it's still not perfect yet. So, I mean, there's just so much work still to do. It's, 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 a, it's a fun time. I'm glad it reinvigorated us. Uh, we were bored there for a while with crypto. It was, um, it it was boring, it, right? It was, it was super it was boring. Yeah. Until November. I mean, we still tell the story, guys, that I sold in November um, and you know, it was at 10,000, maybe 11,000 a coin, uh, or 9,000 right around there, uh, in November of last year, just a few months ago. And then two months later, three months later, it was up at 60,000, right? Six times its value within a few months. So, uh, it's, it's wild, but I still love my favorite gym is all the, uh, self-proclaimed new cryptocurrency gods. They're like, if you miss this, like you, oh, you were an no. idiot for not getting in. It's like, you know, all the new ones who are just getting in now and they feel like a genius because they got in in September and they're selling today. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just remember, just everyone remember when you see all those tweets and all those promotions and everything, 
uh, a lot of those guys haven't been around <laughs> since the beginning like a lot of us have and and know what happens. There's going to yeah. be downs. There's going to be ups. Yeah. Don't I, expect this to be wild ride. I think uh, if you're getting, because I, I hear from a lot of folks that are, you know, new, new all, all of a sudden they, they, they miss the last wave. Yep. They want to jump in on this wave and they're like, should I buy a bunch? And I'm like, no. Like if you're going to do, <laughs> you, you missed it. Okay. You missed it. Oh, but people are saying, you know, 250 for, for, for Bitcoin. And I'm like, well, okay, that might be true, but, but this isn't a time to go all in. If you're going to do, and this is the mistake. I mean, the, the mistake I made back when we first had um, Edward on was I should have been dollar cost averaging right then. So 50 yes. bucks a month, Great. whatever you can afford. If you want to, if you want to get into this thing, let's, let's, let's do 25 or 50 or whatever you think is appropriate for your own budget. And let's just do it monthly. And that this, let's just, I mean, if you have to be in it, let's do it that way. That's a great way right in this market right now, a great way to get in and not get it handed to you. Completely agree. Cause what's going to happen is when this goes down to 40 or 30, like it inevitably will before it goes up again, you're going to be really glad. Number one, you didn't put your whole, you know, 20 grand in it at, at oh, 60 right. or whatever you're putting in. And so, cause then you're going to go down in value and then you're going to be super happy that you left some in, left some leftover in cash to put in right. at the low amount because you think it's going to go above 60. Um, obviously you're not going to put in if you don't think it's going to go up from 60, like don't put in money. So you think it's going to, but it's going to go down before then. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Dollar cost averaging is a great way to just slowly play this in. This does not need to be a make money quick thing. No, uh, just, just if you no. want to get in and have some fun and have your yeah. uh, diversified portfolio, do it, and not uh, right but do it smart. Yes. Do it smart. Yeah. Do not use your credit card. <laughs> like, God, no, do not borrow money to do this. Do not like, I mean, this is not the time to get that done. Uh, uh, but Although if you have student loans, drop out of college, go start <laughs> your own business and put all that money from your student loans into crypto Ooh. and pay it back in a few months when it goes, no, I'm, I'm totally my, my crypto may pay the student loans. Well, I'm just going to be really clear about that. that hey, may, I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's a, it's, it was a kind of a side of you know, yeah, a joke, yeah, but not no, really. Joke. No, no. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, uh, some, some interesting, I was going to make one other point about that too on the crypto side. Oh, like the best decisions I've made, Mike, are the decisions I didn't make. Like I have literally done nothing to in this run up. I didn't, I, you know, I, I did sell to lock in some profit, but that's all I've done in a year and a half. I just let it sit. I just let it ride. I was kind of thinking like, well, it's going to do its thing. And so that has been, I mean, the best strategy was to do nothing in, uh, in, in this. So, um, so that has, that's, you know, that piece has worked out for me. We'll see you. Tim's Tim is off. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but we'll see you, Tim. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I just, I, I want to emphasize that just so much for folks that are listening, like, you know, just, just, just go with it. Mike, uh, burst, like burst is, has, has moved. Like if you had, as an example, if you had mind burst with us three years ago or two years ago, whenever we were doing that, and I think, you know, I mind a bunch of it, like, and, and for a long time, it just ran. I didn't even pay attention to it. It just ran, you know, it's hard drive space. I collected quite a bit of that stuff. It doubled the other day. Like now it went from half a cent to a cent, but it doubled. Right. Right. And I started thinking I've done nothing with that. Now it's a good thing. I went out and scooped all that up and moved it into, you know, out of those wallets and into a, 
exchange wallet where I can kind of monitor it and, and keep track. Saya was the same way. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Storage, which actually storage is a little different. There was, there's been a run, a uh, storage got listed on Coinbase, uh, last week and made a, a run. lot of them have been adding lately. And, yeah, they've been, well, I mean, Coinbase has all the incentive in the world right now. They're about ready to go public. Right. So they're just doing everything they can, but Mike, I mean, you and I, uh, that has been a coin storage is a coin we talked about. I, it sits in an Ethereum wallet somewhere where I'm, I'm actually having trouble. Like it's there. I saw it, but moving it, I've got to, I've got to actually buy some Ethereum so that I can pay to move it type deal. It's one of those, it's, it's one, again, yes. it, again, it's this weird crypto thing, right? That we have. And, but just think about that. I mean, this is burst. Saya and storage. Those are coins we haven't talked about in, t- in two or three years. They've all been moving with this latest, you know. Um, listen, so Burst moved enough that what I have paid for the initial investment. So, which is huge on those hard drives. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that it paid for that. So now you're like, okay, that's two years later and whatever. But okay, but it's covered, right? It's paid for for the most part in that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's stay there. I don't know. You know who knows? But it's just interesting to not. Again, that strategy of not doing anything. I haven't really done anything except consolidate those coins. And so if you've mined some in the past, if you had some, maybe if you did burst with us, you might want to track those things down. You might want to get those wallets going and get them moved into an exchange somewhere. Bittrex is the the exchange I've been using for Saya and Burst. That's about the only place you can do it at. So um, it, it may be time to fire up the, you know, make sure, Mike, tons of people lost Bitcoin on hard drives. <laughs> that they, they lost, they gave up on it. They gave up on it. And they're yeah. like, ah, this is, this is never gonna. So anyways, make sure if, if you did that with us back in the day, make sure you're right now, before you forget and that hard drive goes bad, make sure you're moving that off, putting it somewhere. Well, and, and there was one final thing. And as I was, I was actually looking to make sure I had the right name of it as, as you were talking there, um, Nathaniel and Chad brought up a good point. And he said, when we were talking about dollar cost averaging, he said Coinbase has Coinbase has hefty fees for each buy-in, which add up over months. And that's true, but there's a workaround to that. So let's say you know um, that you are going to put in uh, $1,000 into the market at some point, but you want to dollar cost average it. The way that I would do that if I'm using Coinbase is I would put my $1,000 into Coinbase and I would put it into uh, what was formerly called Stablecoin on there, but it's actually called USD Coin which stays with that at the dollar level. So it's a, it's going to be a dollar as it goes across, right? But it's a cryptocurrency. So the, the benefit of this is once you put your money in, that's where that fee is. When you take fiat currency and put it into crypto and Coinbase, that's where they charge you a fee. Then go in and you can use uh, Coinbase Pro and you can transfer between cryptos without a fee. So you can dollar cost average that $1,000 that's going to stay at 1000 It's going to stay at your US dollar value. Uh, you can put in you know, $50 a month and you, it's just essentially a conversion from USD coin over to whatever currency you're investing in, Bitcoin, for example. And there's no fee. So you paid the initial fee, but you're not paying that fee every single month to put that money in. Um, so it's not going to add up a bunch. And so if you want to do that and you have all the cash you want to invest up front, and again, it's the same way you could always, if you need that money later, let's say, well, I, you know, I might need that for an emergency. You can always pull it back out. Yeah, you're going to pay a fee again to pull it out. Um, but it will save you on the month-to-month fee. So that's what those those stable coins and USD coin are for. It's for getting your fiat in 
Um, and also, it's a good way if you're going to sell Bitcoin uh, just because you want to take some profits. But let's say you don't want to take that out into cash and pay the fee. Instead of pulling that and selling it on Coinbase for cash, use the pro and exchange that for USD coin. Um, and then it'll stay within the crypto realm. You're not paying fees on all that. So if you're kind of day trading, quote unquote, um, crypto, then day trading it by converting it into something like USD coin uh, is a very cost efficient way to do that. Um, and so uh, Nathaniel asks, nice to know. And, and what's Coinbase Pro? So I believe if I and I'm going to test this out, it's pro.coinbase.com. Uh, and if I would spell that right, mm-hmm. Jim, do you know if that's still right? I don't know. It used to be right. No. Uh, yeah, it is. So um, pro.coinbase.com is free. Um, and people don't know about it, but it's a, it's a much better, more in-depth, detailed version of Coinbase. And it's essentially more of if you guys have ever participated in one of these uh, markets for crypto in the past, like Bittrex or anything like that, it's a full-blown market. Um, mm-hmm. The fees are a little bit different. So do some Google on the different fees. Uh, but usually it's a lot better. So whenever I'm on the computer, sadly, I don't think I do not think there is an app for this for the phone. Uh, but if you're on the computer, pro.coinbase.com, you log in with your same credentials. You can transfer money over from your main wallet to the pro. Um, and then that is where you're going to do all your exchanging between USD coin and and whatever other coin you want to do. This used to be GDAX, right? Yes. Yeah. Formerly known as GDAX. G- yep. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And you could, you could tra- in those days, you could trade between those two platforms without, without fees. Cor- correct. And listen, there are cheaper platforms than... Than Coinbase, if you if you want to go, you know, there's they're popping up all over the place. I haven't looked at any of them, uh, but uh, you know, you you might want to look into them before you send money uh, uh, to them. There there are some that have a little cheaper fees, so you might want to look into that if you're if you're price con- conscious. I think we're going to move, Mike, in the next five years. I feel like this is when. Remember, well, you don't. In 2000, when we were day trading in the 99 and 2000, when the market was super hot, and you were like. Four. Um, the the uh, um, a TD Ameritrade uh, kind of came out of this, you know, Schwab and those. In I remember fees were like seven or eight bucks a trade in those days, but it was the first time you could go online to trade. And then those fees got cheaper and cheaper. And then, you know, in uh, at some point, it's pretty much free, right? I mean, it you have to work hard to pay for a trade, right? At yeah. this point, right, right. It hasn't always been that way. I know that's, I know you do this, but it has not always been that way. Yeah. I think in crypto, we're in the same, but I, I think as this market matures out, we're going to see a, a, you know, a, a race to the bottom on fees. And you're going to start seeing companies start advertising, you know, in this area, no fees or closer. I mean, they're going to go, they're going to go volume, you know, and, and try right. and capture it. Well, and they're going to do it off the spread, just like everyone, you know, a lot of, a lot of those brokerage firms do. Um, they're going to make their money out like the market movers, as they are called in the stock market, right? That's what Coinbase essentially is going to be. You know, they're they're a market mover, and so they make those stuff happen, and they make their money off the margin. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't. <laughs> that wasn't in the show notes, but it's actually. I mean, it's it's good timing, I think, to talk about this right now because it's it's on everybody's mind. I mean, everybody's talking about it. The news. On the race up to 60, the news was covering it almost daily. They've kind of gotten, well, and then it would dip, you know, go to like 52 and they're like, Bitcoin is crashing. <laughs> you know, okay, it's it's not crashing. Like, let's be really, really clear. And then they get, the news folks get bored with it and they stop talking about it. I've kind of, 
stopped seeing it in my news feeds for a while because it's gotten super stable. It's gotten really boring, right? And so um, it, it's been one of those things that that uh, that's settled down. Mike, your show for those who are watching the video, you're showing that now. And what are we looking at? Yeah, so this is the pro.coinbase.com. So I'll try and do a good job for audio listeners too. But essentially, um, you guys are all used to, if you've used Coinbase, the regular format. This to me, when I'm looking at pro.coinbase.com, looks like one of the brokerage tools you would use for stock trading, right? It's more real-time tries to be, um, you know, you're actually seeing, um, the size of those, uh, transactions going across and then the buy and the sell, um, and, and what people are, are willing to buy in the bid, I guess the ask in the bid, if I can actually get my terminology correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can switch back and forth between all of the different cryptocurrencies, um, and, and see the trade history, all that sort of stuff. So it's a really cool platform that I honestly don't know why they don't advertise more the pro.coinbase.com. Like, I think they should actually just make this coinbase.com. I don't know why they haven't. Uh, Probably because it looks a little bit more complex um, than everything else. The the phone app for Coinbase is great for most people, right? It's actually understandable. It is. You know? And they make more, they make better fees on the regular Coinbase. I think that's why, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they, because the it's weird, yeah. same company, same platform, but the fees are different yeah. whether you're trading here or on the regular app. So uh, it's just pretty cool. So something I thought I would share with you guys and kind of show you generally what that's going to look like uh, when you log in, which is, I, I love it. I just like leaving stuff like this on my monitor because it looks yeah, really cool. It does look look, cool. You know, you can leave that up and impress some friends when they come over and they think you're uh, you're a day trader of crypto. I wish I would have remembered that when I was selling that one time because I probably paid more than I needed to. Maybe not. It wasn't, you know, yeah. It's, it's not like, like I it said, was, yeah. It's ahead. perfect for when you want to sell to realize profits, but you know you're going to keep that in crypto, right? right? I want to sell right. today because it's probably going to drop yeah. by 3000 tomorrow. So right. I don't want to take that out into cash right. and then pay all the fees to get it back in. Just put it into USD coin or stable coin and then move it right back once the price goes to yeah. where I want it. So it's that day trader mentality. And and I moved mine to cash, so I think it would have been this, probably the same. But you were probably gonna keep it out in cash, right? You did, I think right? So. You, yeah. it, no, it still is. It's sitting in cash in my Coinbase account, and it's Got it. like I'm just kind of waiting for a big. It's gonna sit there uh, until I decide to either pay a debt with it or uh, reinvest it. That those right. are the two. Those are kind of the two options that I have uh, in in my own mind, and. I may do neither and it. I may, you know, I may um, try and sneak it into some of my retirement account stuff here yeah. if I don't need it for the future. But it's a nice little, it's sitting in a nice place that I can move quickly if I get, if you know, if all of a sudden, you know, if Bitcoin moved back to 30, like you better believe it's going right back in, right? You know, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to probably dollar cost average in on something like that. So um, it's just, it gives me some choices, Right. You know, it just gives me choices. Options uh, are, are nice in that case. And so it just it's going to sit there. So. And and you guys, you know, you mentioned retirement, Jim. And if any of you guys, if crypto is not your thing, uh, just know that if you know, if you use a traditional wealth advisor, right, um, options. So you guys all know I work for a wealth management firm. Just know that options are coming to make it extremely easy. Uh, for crypto to be part of your overall portfolio with your advisor and you never even have to yeah. touch a wallet. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to do this. It's just like, tell your advisor, hey, I want I want crypto to be a part of my you know portfolio. 
Um, and there's all sorts of options now coming to the the market for these advisors to be able to to do that quickly, easily, um, and not have to worry about any of the wallets or anything like that, which is which is really cool. I love seeing all that type of technology. So even if you don't want to mess with it, it might still be an option uh, for you if you're you know utilizing someone like a Charles Schwab or um, you know whatever wealth advisor you use. Mm. Good tip on that pro.coinbase. I totally forgot about that. I as you were doing it, I'm like, wow, I've seen this before. That's the old GDAX, right? Yep, they, it is. They they merged it in. So um, super cool. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we kind of opened up uh, the, the rest of the show. We're going to we're going to look for advice <laughs> from you guys, I think, uh, yes. just there. So, you know, we want to hear from you. By the way, if you want to call us, we'd love some feedback from you. If you've got a question for us or a comment or you want to add something, head over to homegadgetgeeks.com. And in the bottom right hand corner is a little microphone. Just click it. And leave us a 30-second message. And uh, i just love for you to be able to do that. We'll play them right here on the show. Um, uh, but many of you engaged in the monitor discussion that I had. So, Mike, a couple of weeks ago, I knew I needed to take my 34-inch ultra-wide back to work because that's, you know, they let me bring it home, but it's not to keep. So I need to, you know, start thinking about it. So I started looking at various, um, and by the way, the ultra-wide on the Mac like it, it's, it's made me a Mac believer again. Like I, it, it has been flawless. So whatever problems we were having, I think I mentioned this last week or two weeks ago, it struggles with two monitors. The Mac yeah. mini struggles with two for whatever reason I made it a single monitor and it's working great. Um, uh, so on the show two weeks ago, cause I was in Texas last week. Um, I mentioned this this AOC monitor that I'd found at uh, Office Max, Office Depot. They're the same thing now, and it had gone down to two nineteen, and I and I missed it. We came on the show, we talked about it. I went to go buy it; it was out of stock. Um, have, do you use any of those uh, any of those reward programs like Honey or Slick Deals, Mike? The coupon. I don't. Services. I think I I don't shop at two at enough individual websites. I'm such just like an Amazon or brick and mortar guy, right? Like yeah. if I can't get on Amazon. I just go to brick and mortar. Like I don't buy from bestbuy.com or shields.com or, you know, cabela's.com. Like I'll just go to those stores. So I'm either Amazon or go to the store. So it, yeah, I've never really found too much value in those, but I'm sure for people who do it, they're great. Well, and, and uh, me either, but, um, but Sammy who, who Sammy would be home in a month. They're going to see our home gadget geeks a bunch over the summer. She's going to join us, which is going to be super fun, but she's kind of taken to Amazon being the evil empire that they are, you know? And so she's, every time I buy from them, she shames me. It's those kinds of things. So that doesn't mean I've stopped. Like, trust me, I still have plenty of things coming in from Amazon, but, um, did you lose, did you lose audio or something? Mike, you were looking. No, I'm just getting hear? wet. I oh, have his okay, arm sorry. resting over here okay. and I was trying to find a new position to sit in where I'm not getting soaked over here. I saw a funny <laughs> face and I was like, oh, nope. something go wrong. So um, so I've been trying a variety of things. And with this monitor, because I found it at Office Depot and I've been using the Honey plugin and, you know, I, I don't know. It's another rewards card. And I'm not sure, you know, a thousand points gets you a $10 Amazon gift card or a variety of get, gift cards that are in there. Um, I don't, I, I anyways, and, and there's also, they, you know, they do some coupon things. So you go to buy them, honey runs through a bunch of coupons for you. Slick deals has this by, by the way, if you're a slick deal person, you can sign up for the same coupon service there. Of course, you know, they're making money because they're, they're using affiliate relationships with all these 
services, you know, I guess I could be doing that, but they're doing it as well. So in the, I, so I got an email on uh, Tuesday from honey that said, Hey, that monitor that you were looking at, it's back on sale. Like I was like, Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. um, yeah, that was helpful. So I pop over there and it's not, and I think it was 219, 219. So this is a 34 inch ultra wide curved. It's 1080p. So it's 2560 uh, by 1080, which is what I was looking for. It's, it's what I wanted. Uh, a lot of folks, we had a lot of dialogue about why not just go 4K or why not go, uh, you know, uh, and, and I'm like, no, that gets too small for me. And I'm just going to blow it back up anyways. And then yeah. using that kind of resolution is stupid, right? I'm blind. I'm old. I need big things on my screen, right? 1080 is perfect for me, right? So that's why if you're wondering why I didn't go 4K on this thing. And it's super expensive. So they send me the email. I think 219 is what we were looking at. It was 199 And I was like, this is great. So I go over, to, I go over there, put it in my cart, think about it for a few minutes. I pinged you. You didn't ping me back. So I was you like, pinged me? I did. Yeah. I sent you a little note. Hey, this is down to 200. Um, oh, I do. <laughs> I do see that now. <laughs> You're right. I didn't respond to you. That's my bad. Eh, that's okay. So I was all excited. So I pulled the trigger. I used PayPal and some, I had some PayPal credit and, and, and some money sitting in a savings account. So I pick it up and then the transaction just falls apart. Like it's kind of pending on PayPal. I go to find it on, on office max.com. It's not there. So I'm like, so I wait a day. I'm like, well, maybe they'll work it out overnight. So I wait a day, come back the next morning. It's still not there. So I call, but I have the order number. I have the email with the order number. So I ping them, you know, I do instant messenger, right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, what's this? Where is this? And it's, they just give me the weirdest runaround. It was like, Oh, you know, uh, 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 oh, it's out of stock. Fine. So it took, it took about 15 minutes. Like, yeah, it's out of stock. I'm like, well, just cancel it. And they're like, well, we're going to, we're going to try to make this right for you. And, and just give us just within 24 hours, you'll go back from us. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Okay. (laughs) So the next morning they're like, I get an email. It's like, it's shipping. (laughs) And Again, I, it, it went from available to out of stock to shipping. And then they're like, it's shipping. It'll be there Friday. And it came today. Like, I, it couldn't. Yeah, I was I was like, okay. Yeah, no, it was the weirdest From disaster to actually pretty from great. Tuesday to not Wednesday at being out of stock to Wednesday afternoon saying we've shipped it to you. It's going to be there Friday. It's, oh, it's actually there Thursday afternoon. So, and I think, I think it came local. It came like in a white truck that was like not marked. Yeah. It was the, they like found one in the Omaha closed down office max. Like, Hey, give this one to them. Exactly. It was, it, listen, it was the weirdest not because like, we're so used to these Amazon transactions now. Yes. Right. Yep. And it's, it's, you know, it's the Amazon van that pulls up and the guy runs up, you know, sets it on your porch, takes a picture, right? You, you, you have all this tracking that's associated with it. Trust me, Office Max, not so much, not so good on the tracking. And listen, it turned out, it turned out awesome. The the fact, and it's sitting, the the box is sitting right behind me. It came, so it came this afternoon and I'm carrying it down the stairs and I drop it. Like the, I have the handle and the handle rips out and it goes, Tim, my, my son, who we'll talk about here in a minute. 
uh, he's like, "Hey, you gonna open it? Come on, come on, come on!" And he's like, "Oh, well, now you have to open it." <laughs> right? Fortunately, no, it's it's encased. I mean, it was really, really, really well packaged. Yeah. So, like, there's sure no, nothing worse than it happened during shipping, right? No, yeah, it had dents, and I mean, it had dents from the white non-marked van that pulled up to to deliver it, whatever. I, what I, what I need to do is look at the camera, the security camera, the driveway one to see, I haven't done that. I need to do it to see, to look at this, how, who was this guy? And you know, anyway, that's interesting. So I was going to leave it in the box for the show and just talk about it tonight. But Tim was like, well, you're going to pull that thing out. Right. So this afternoon we pulled it out, set it up. I measured it. It's exactly the same size as the Dell. So nothing, nothing changed there. It's exactly the same color as the Dell. Like as far as the brightness and what it looked like, it's beautiful. Mike, at least today, I feel like it's the best 200 bucks I spent. Like I I was going to say, if it's that good, if it matched the color of the Dell and everything for 199 bucks, you said it's a 43 inch. Uh, 40, no, no, 34, 34 34 inch, 34 inch across, 32 wide. Um, here I'll show for those of you who are watching, um, we'll, we'll, we'll pull this up and see if I can do this, uh, show it on screen. So this is and it's, it's not available anymore. So it must've meant, and it's, it was two nineteen. So the price has been fluctuating all over the place with it. Um, so they must, they, it must be where like they needed to get rid of it. And I'm sure this happens in retail. Oh, it's they, a Lenovo. No, no, no. Don't don't get fooled by the ad that's up there. It's a it's an AOC. Oh, that's an ad. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm don't, looking over at the ad. Don't be fooled by they're, the they're, ad. Yeah, I was. Doesn't doesn't telescope only tilt adjustments. It's got a visa mount. So if you wanted to put it on something. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't matter because you, you would just put it on visa if you wanted right, to. Right. Great colors. It's actually it fits on my desk better because the stand, the the Dell stand has a big, heavy, wide stand to it which is really really nice but it takes up a lot of real estate on your desk this just has these two little arms that come out and they don't i can get i can kind of get more around it so to speak it doesn't uh it doesn't telescope up like the other one did but it's actually really a nice height for podcasting so all in all mike that's a great 200 dollars spend yeah it was i'd agree it, it was a good so so that was just, that was kind of luck that honey, um, picked that up and let me know and then bought it. So, you know, Hey, it's been in for six hours. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll need to spend a little bit of time with it, but I can't imagine, I mean, monitors are so commodity at this point. I can't imagine, well, we'll just have to see, you know, we'll have to, we'll, That's fantastic. Have, to we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, Tim said to me, cause he's like, he saw it, you know, you see it. It, when the box came in, right? He saw it. He's right. like, oh, well, how much was that? I said, 200 bucks. He's like, he all of a sudden, you know, he gets this really serious look on his face. Like, and then he's like, oh, it's only 75 Hertz. Oh, yeah. it's only 1080. You know, and I'm like, well, but that was my use case, Tim. Except you're not a gamer. You don't care about Hertz. No. At no, all. I don't. Right? Now, they do make a version that's, you know, 144 or whatever that is. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they make, they make higher resolutions if you want them. They're four or five, 600 bucks, right? That's what right. you're going to pay for, for one anyways. So Mike, any additional, you, 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 at one point you were thinking maybe a widescreen was in your future. Well, now not with leaks, but, but. <laughs> 
Any other now thoughts on that? Luckily, I don't have a widescreen because it probably would have gotten soaked if it was any bigger than my current one. You know, I thought about it a lot more, and you know, I'm just I am such a dual monitor guy at least for doing stuff, and I I would need to go over and in person see how someone games on one of those using only a portion of the yeah. screen, um, and then leaving a part of it for something else. So I'm just for me, I think I. Even though the setup looks, it doesn't look jank, you know, it looks okay. I, but I have four monitors all in one arm, though. I, they're all supported by one Visa arm that has four mounts on it, three across, one up. Um, and you know, it, it just kind of works right now. I would, I would love someday, this is what I decided, Jim. Once I can kick the kid out of the quote unquote nursery now, but it's really an office upstairs, and I can have a nice office upstairs that's like people see when they actually are in the house. Uh, that's when I want kind of that clean minimalist design. So as soon as I get a space upstairs where people actually see a nice office, that's when I would go to a really nice clean desk, a nice ultra wide one monitor. Um, and I would kind of, you know, put everything else aside and, and kind of, you know, cause I don't stream anymore. I think I should just give up on that, on that thing. Cause I'm like, Ooh, if I ever stream again, four monitors is great. And I just gotta say, you know, Mike, you're, you got kids uh, now, don't, man. Don't, never say never. You never know. Yeah. It's already getting tough. Like their kids are now in soccer. Like yeah. no, I, I forgot how yeah. you know, sports I got practice oh, in yeah. anyway. So no, I think I'm going to stick with what I have now until I get a nicer space that's on display, uh, and that's when I'm going to go clean minimalist because that's what I, that's that's what's driving me to want it. Is mm-hmm. I want a clean minimalist design. I want something really sleek, no cables, one monitor, wireless keyboard, mouse. Uh, that that looks really good. That is the opposite of what I have today. I have cables yeah. galore. I do too. Around here, I do too. So. But I don't want minimalist. I want functional. Like I want it to be. I want it to be able for me. I want real estate. That's I want screen space. If yeah. Mike, if I could make this whole area monitors. Now I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if they're different sizes or in different places. I I just want real estate, and it doesn't have to look very good. In fact. I'm a little hodgepodgey. I kind of like the, I'm not a clean line slick. I kind of like used like a old jacket, you know, yeah. the buttons missing. Or it just and, looks functional and, and you, yeah, and it's unique. And, right. Yeah, used yeah. and like, yeah. you know, loved kind of deal. For YouTube fans, like the Casey Neistat, I don't know if everyone knows that reference, like the Casey Neistat style, like his studio is exactly something, Jim, that you would just love. Like everything, it's just, you know, pegboard and all that Uh stuff. It's just like, it's all there and useful. And Uh yeah, I feel you. Yeah. A couple comments from the chat room. Uh, Joe had said same in reference to the van that showed up. Same van, uh, white van that sells overstock speakers out of the front of Walmart. So that's... uh, that's uh, it's very possible. Uh, Jim uh, Shoemaker says only 1080. Sad. Well, we all make mistakes, and <laughs> and uh, and Joe, you might be right. At some point, I may be wishing that I did. I, I I don't know, Mike. I again for the functional use case for me, my eyes are so bad. Just to be honest, I not sure I could even see 4K <laughs> if it was there in front of me. Uh, but but I get it uh, from that. Um, Jim says, if you want real estate, then why settle for 1080, uh, 1080 vertical? I like, I like this. Like I set, you know, when I brought the Dell home, the, the Dell from work is exactly this and I really like it. So, you know, whatever he, everybody's got to kind of figure out their own thing, like what works for you. And I'm, I just find, um, I had a lot of eye strain when I first came home. And when I started figuring out 1080 is what works for my eyes, 
changed everything. And, changed and I'm not everything. Yeah. You say it's because you're old, Jim. I'm a 1080 guy. All, I, I do not mm. own a, and I've said this before on the show, I don't own a single 4K thing in my home. Now, my TVs, I would love to go 4K at some point, but these monitors, you know, I am way more about, like, I don't, I don't really notice a difference this close to a monitor at this size. Yeah, mine's only 27 inches, not 34, not 43. Um, but, you know, at this close, I don't think, I know, don't, I wouldn't notice a difference between 4K and for gaming. Uh, I want higher refresh rate. That monitors to me, that matters to me more than higher resolution. Mm-hmm. So when you bump to 4K, like you need a really beefy graphics card to run 4K at high refresh rate, right? So uh, I would much rather run a 1080, which I already like. It's cheaper um, for all my monitors. So this nice gaming monitor I have is 1080, uh, 244 hertz. So more than enough, uh, and, and it works, right? So mm-hmm. so for me, I, I'm with you, Jim. Like, yeah. I, I definitely, I'm not knocking 4K. I know a lot of people love it, uh, but I think it's definitely just a, a taste thing of, of what looks best to you. And Nathaniel makes a comment, you know, 1440 is great, a little more height. And yes, yeah, yeah. you know, that that is that is true. Um, but the, the, the other thing that factors into this, Mike, is price point. And like, uh, right yeah, now, it's a big point. Right now, 1080 is cheap. Very like, cheap. Ultra cheap. I mean, 199 right for a 34 yeah. inch monitor Jeez. and these these were things you know three four five six years ago we were paying good good money for that yeah. are now 200 bucks you know you're kind of like yeah i'll take the i'll take the older one i'll take the older technology and not pay the cutting edge price especially when it works when it works so well for me in this case it actually um it dropped because this monitor doesn't go up as high it actually and it dropped it down. My it actually is a better place to have my my camera for pot. now. It's for most people watching the video. You can't tell that it moved. I can, <laughs> you know, I can't tell that camera dropped just a little bit, and I actually yeah. like it. So, um, could I have done that on the Dell? I absolutely could, but I was forced to because this thing doesn't telescope. So I was like, oh, all right, well, that's where the camera is going to be. So, um, uh, pretty f- for me, um, so far. Love the love the setup. I just love now down here. Now it actually just replaced, right? Okay, let's just remind everybody. It replaced what I currently had here, but that it needed to go back to work. So it was one of those like, well, shoot, uh, this is exactly what I want. What am I going to have to pay to replace it? The monitor, I mean, this this AOC monitor is the exact, nearly the exact same specs as that Dell monitor that retailed at seven hundred dollars. Just a year right. and a half ago. Yep. For 200 bucks. Now it's less because the, doesn't have some of the fancy features. It doesn't have all the plugins in it. It doesn't have the USB that that well, monitor has. It doesn't have has. the name, right? It doesn't have it doesn't Dell. Have the Dell. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of weird. Every other monitor on my desk is Dell, <laughs> except this one now. So, yeah. Um, so anyways, appreciate you guys and your thoughts in the, uh, in the chat room and, and appreciate all the, the, um, just to help on that. It was just kind of nice. Uh, Mike, it was really, really nice to, to start thinking about it and not be in a hurry. I usually make those decisions too quickly to let this thing simmer for a couple weeks. You saved then, 20 bucks too, didn't you? Wasn't well, it 219 yeah. when you looked at 199 yeah. when you no, bought? So there you go. It was 20 and that's not, you know, that's, that's, it's just fun to get it at that price point with exactly what I was looking for. So, um, Mike, you're looking for some, some things as well, right? I mean, I mean, not just a non-leaky roof, but there's some other things you're looking to change as well, right? Yeah, I need I need some, 
advice in the community. I need some reason talked into me. And you guys feel free to do this in chat if you're live or Discord or Twitter or wherever you want to hit me up. But uh, um, I, I've been bitten by, you know, Jim, we talk about these cycles you go in and you go in, I want to I wanna do everything on my own and I want all the computers. And then you want to simplify and you want to consolidate. And I'm in this consolidation phase. Um, but right now, the consolidation phase uh, definitely is not, I do not want to get rid of Unraid. But um, I have this, I don't know why, but lately I've had this fear that I am self-hosting way too many things. And that if that one device goes down, even if the Ethernet cord went down to that thing, uh, both Ethernet cords, I have redundant. But um, if something went wrong, right, with that Unraid box, uh, for me, the main things that, you know, Plex is whatever. I can get Plex stuff back. I do not care about Plex. I don't even back up Plex anywhere. I could I could care less. Um, but for me, it's Nextcloud, which is all of the file storage for me and my wife. Um, everything like we, I got her off of Dropbox. I got her off of Google Drive. Like she is Nextcloud, and she and she loves it. Right? It's great. Uh, she can access the web page from anywhere, from any computer at work, whatever. She loves it. Um, and and then. Uh, calendars and contacts are also in Nextcloud. So we don't use Apple. We don't use iCloud for contacts and calendars like most people do. We just sync there because then if you need to access your calendar on the computer from work, you know, yes, I know you can get to iCloud.com and things like that, but we just, we just use Nextcloud for everything. And then Bitwarden is our password manager. And that's the one, honestly, I'm scared of most because I have fully adopted the let Bitwarden generate a password for me. I do not know a single password anymore to any website. Um, they are fully, um, you know, first of all, I have two factor and then I do also just a random, very long, complicated password that I let Bitwarden generate. So for me, I'm like, if this box goes down, I can't log into any of my services at all because I do not know any of the passwords. Um, luckily, I do bifurcate. My two-factor is actually done through LastPass. So this is the other thing. I'm, I'm still paying premium LastPass, even though I use Bitwarden. Um, so I actually use LastPass Authenticator for my two-factor because that has backup. If you guys don't know that Google Authenticator app doesn't really have backup unless you're... Like if your phone, if you don't do iCloud backup or anything... It's not really backed up to your Google account. As far as I found, it says it is, but on iOS, it's weird. Um, so LastPass Authenticator is backed up to LastPass, which is fantastic. But, you know, if that goes down, I'm just, I'm out. Like, I am totally out. And it's not just me. It's my wife. Um, I am not worried about data loss. That's not my concern here because, you know, I back up offsite. I send all the stuff to Backblaze. I have two parity drives in Unraid. So those, you know, I can lose two drives. That's not the concern. The concern is the box, the the motherboard cruds out on me. The CPU goes down. And, you know, I, I just right now with everything else going on in life, I don't have an extra grand to throw at you know, building a whole new Unraid box for that. What I would likely do is say, well, Mike, you're without a gaming PC for a while. And I would make, I would just throw everything from this gaming PC in there and at least get that thing back up and running. And then just, you know, use my Mac laptop and, and go from there and not be able to game for a while. But it's just, it's coming back. And I, as I think all through this, I'm like, why am I putting myself through all these mental hurdles and like in backup plans when really, you know, I could switch us over to, and this is where I need the community engagement. It's either number one, do I do this or do I stick with it? Right. Maybe I'm just kind of overthinking all this. And I think this is natural. We all go through this as self hosters. Um, and then number two, if you guys were, and this is like, so let's say I'm, I have to move. Let's just say I'm not going to self-host Nextcloud anymore. What are you guys using nowadays? Cause I don't like the idea of using Google. 
um, just because of, of the data stuff. You know, I am still focused on privacy. That's, that's why I use Bitwarden. Um, that's why I use Nextcloud. I do like privacy. Uh, you know, Apple is, is kind of my default. I do like um, OneDrive from Windows. Uh, that seems to work pretty well. I think my, my natural plan right now would be to go OneDrive and then I would just go back to using Apple iCloud for contacts and calendars because my wife and I both use iPhones. So that just kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, Jim, like, I don't know. What are your thoughts here? Cause I just, I go back and forth yeah. all the time and it's just one of those yeah. where you get into this stage where you start to fear. Um, and I think it all stemmed from a podcast I listened to. They had someone who passed away in their, in their tech group. Um, and they said, luckily their friends in their tech group knew enough. And the guy had told all them, okay, yeah. here's my system. If something happens to me, come in. But I, you know, like Jim, you're probably that person to me. Like I could probably give Jim, here's a book of my stuff. If something happened to me, c- come over, handle like, you know, handle, let you in and just help her out, understand where all this stuff is at. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but even there, you and I haven't had that conversation and none oh. of my other friends would know at all what to do with next cloud or anything like that. So it's just an interesting conversation to kind of get into. We, we talk about this every other year or so on the show is what happens when you die, you know, yeah. and, and, and this is a variation of that. Right. And it gets me thinking like, I had LastPass Premium set up so I could share it with Sarah and then something happened and it went away and then I've repurchased it. But I'm, I, we've, we've never actually tested that. Like, can she get to my stuff? It's probably a good, I don't, I have not written down my LastPass password somewhere. So like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, man, if that happens now, I mean, in theory, like if, you know, say something happened tonight, Let's just hope nothing happens tonight. But if it does, she I'm logged into all this stuff. So as long as she doesn't log out, like, yeah. right. But you know, you know how those things happen. You Maybe you're out of the house for a week or whatever, right? And you're in turmoil. So I, I definitely have some work to do. I get the this oscillating back and forth. I live in a bunch of different worlds. So I don't, cons- I, I, you know, I have da- some data in Google and some, I think I have some things at Amazon and, <laughs> and I know I have some stuff in OneDrive and I picked them for various reasons. You know, I, you know, I like some of the things that Google does with your pictures. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to put all my pictures on Google. Um, and then I, uh, but OneDrive does some great things with documents. So, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I'll move these. Up. So it's always, Mike, it's always a chore, man. And then if you, so if you move off NextCloud, then you're going to have to migrate all that data from NextCloud, right? Yeah. Um, there's some services that'll help you do that. Uh, we own, not own cloud. Um, oh, what was the name of it? We used to talk about it all the time when I had the, uh, the know it guide for cloud, um, cloud storage. Uh, it'll come to me here in a little bit. So, yeah, this is Mike, this is a great like and this is one of those areas where you really have to. I think like like uh me, a lot of folks that listen to the show are their kids are gone or they're older. Yeah. And this is they want to self-host. They've got the time. You're coming into <laughs> Sorry to say this. Like Oh, I'm you, already realizing it. My friend, you're about to get really busy. You think you're busy now? Yeah. The, the high school years have, you know, have uh, these years have nothing on the high school years. Right. Right. And then it will quickly you get the kids in college and it will click. It will quickly. end. you'll wonder, you'll now understand your parents when you went to college and they all of a sudden had a new life. 
you know, they're like, oh, thank God. I never thought he was going to leave. So um, you're coming up on a busy time. I, I think all those feelings are correct, by the way. I, I think as you're thinking about this, it would be good to rethink some of those, especially the Bitwarden thing, to be like, yeah. okay, what's the right solution to get that off so that I don't have, I can sleep at night yeah. uh, from a box? Even just using Bitwarden hosted through Bitwarden, right? I, yeah. I would just go yeah, back to LastPass. Right. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, Jim Schumacher makes a good point. He was talking about security, right? So the thing that scares me about self-hosting is security. And I think my philosophy there has been a little bit different than everyone's. And I have subscribed to the theory of security through obscurity. And what I mean mm. by that is, you know, Google, Facebook, Apple, all those are such big attack vectors. Everyone is just slamming, trying to get into those. Um no one's not many people are going to be trying to slam my network trying again and and especially the way that i do it right i'm not port forwarding um i use a reverse proxy which means the only way you're getting into my next cloud instance is if you know my url which even if you found it good for you but what i every step i've gone there is like if you've really tried that hard to focus on me like good on you. But I think my odds of getting those sort of credentials hacked, things like that are way higher at if I'm hosting somewhere else. And, you know, I know that there are great counter arguments against that. And it's really an up in the air debate. Um, but the, the way that I have done it and using services that are trusted and proven like NextCloud, like security of NextCloud is tested and it's used by enterprise, right? Bitwarden, same way used by enterprise tested. I'm not using like my own self-made uh, little patched up little thing here, right? I only use services that are fully open source projects um, and they're Dockerized, right? And I know there are security risks with Docker, but they're pretty minimal. Like to, to jump between Docker containers is, ex is extremely difficult, if not impossible right now. I'm sure there's an exploit out there. Um, but as you talk about security, I think that's a good point to bring up. And I think people need to be aware of it because I think a lot of people do just start opening up ports and then a simple port scanner of my network would say, well, I bet he's using this service, this service, this service, because those are the ports that these apps use. Um, so if I was doing it that way, I would totally agree. But, you know, really the only port for me that's open is 443, um, which is SSL traffic mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. to my reverse proxy. Mm -hmm. And then my reverse proxy is based off the subdomain it's taken, it's sending it out to the right Docker container or server in my home to do it. So um, I, yeah, I agree. Security, you know, but, but that's another thing for me is uh, the other side of that though, which is a great point is what if someone gets access to my LAN? Then they do have access, right? right. Like if they right. got my passwords, um, I do use VLANs and I, I try to limit all my physical access ports around the house are uh, not on my main VLAN and all that. I mean, I've done as much as you can do yeah. for a home environment. Um, but, you know, for me, the main concern is when that box goes down, like, dang it. Like, I can't even get into Facebook right now. I can't even get into my bank because I don't know any of my passwords. Um, and again, it's not about data loss because I feel like I would be able to get it back, but it's the cost of getting it back. It's the time. Yeah, you can get those back. Um, I mean, you can reset them, right? You, yeah. You, but it's just the time it takes to yeah, go in exactly. there and redo all that. Uh, Jim uh, Shoemaker makes a good point. He says your emergency binder should cover all that stuff. It should. And, I agree. That's what I need to true. do. Yeah. yeah and I, I haven't made one. I had one in the past. Um, it is so out of date. I think it's back when I was running like a two-bay QNAP NAS. Mm -hmm. They're talking about the security and QNAP in the chat. Mm -hmm. uh, back when I was running that. So I probably need to make a new binder, uh, have it there, 
have directions and say, you know, if Jim's still around, <laughs> call Jim. <laughs> he can he'll he'll be able to follow I'll this binder. Be able to help, yeah. If Jim's yeah. not around, you know, my buddy Colin might be able to he'll, he'd probably be able to get his way through if I had good yeah. enough instructions. Right. So like it, it's that sort of thing. But really it's just kind of the the time. Yeah. I I think I'm set up well enough as long as she can get into my last pass account right now. Like so I think if I if I had that last pass password somewhere where she knew where it was where it was at, but it's secure from that standpoint. Um, you know, in a paper version of it, it's pretty secure, it, you know, uh, yeah. you, you, you know, uh, hidden away somewhere. I think she could, I think she could work through it. Now I have, you know, I have a financial advisor who I've shared a lot of this information with. He has, he knows where, what we have and where it's at. He doesn't know, he can't get to it. Like this is kind of the nice separation of responsibilities, right? Right. He can't actually get to it or do anything with it, right? But he knows about it, and he knows our plans. So Sarah could say, hey, here's what's happening. He knows my insurance. So he would be like, okay, here's what's coming. Here's what you need to do with it. I need you to do this. And then she can get in all the systems and authorize it, right, at that point. So I think I feel like we have a pretty good, you know, if something were happening to me tomorrow, We'd have a pretty good suck. It always does. Listen, no matter what you do, it still sucks yeah. for the person, for the people who are left behind. Right. You right. can have the best pl- laid plans out there. It's still terrible for them. Right. And so yep. um, hopefully, and so yeah, hopefully it's terrible for them. In my case, maybe they'll be like, woo, the monitor guy has left he's, the plan out. <laughs> there's no more, there's no more monitors left because Jim has them all. Um, so I, I think Mike, a good, I mean, I think it's just a good discussion, uh, for us. You know, I think once a year we kind of talk about this, like, it's just a good idea to kind of, Hey, is the plan up to date? Do people know what to do? Is it, is it reasonably covered? You know, and does, and does, is your fun worth the pain when something goes wrong? Because for me, I mean, let's be honest for self-hosting for everyone, it is, it's for fun. Uh, for, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are cost savings for me, to be perfectly honest. It's a lot cheaper with the amount of data I'm storing in Nextcloud. Um, and it's, but actually, probably not anymore because a terabyte of space is now pretty cheap. Um, yeah. You know, and as I'm keeping Plex on here. So, uh, you know, Jim kind of nailed it in his next comment. He said, Do you hear how complicated that sounds? If you're gone, your wife is sunk. And it, that's extremely, and that's kind of part of my point yeah. is that, you know, even with the emergency binder, like, you know, if, if I go out and the problem is it's not just my data, right? It's hers too. If it right. was, oh, we just, we can't get to Mike's documents. He's something happened to him. It's like, well, they don't even need to, like, who cares? Right. Um, right. Uh, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of the point is it's her passwords. It's her. And she's, you know, she uses her next cloud for all of her. She's a professor now. So um, all of her school documents she keeps there and yeah. she would be out of luck. Right. Yeah. Um, even if she was at the school and my, I updated my server for an hour. And she's like, oh, I can't get to my stuff, right? right. Like that that's that's even the problem. Yeah. Cox internet goes out. It's residential internet that goes out. You know that can go out whenever you want. Um, and and we lose but access the, to that. But so. those things can happen in the cloud too. I mean, they Microsoft can. had two. They actually outages. probably happen more in right. the cloud than they do at home. Yeah. My Cox internet never goes out. Yeah. So my, Microsoft had two major outages in the month of. Gosh, today uh, was March. Teams was unusable today for us. Yeah, I don't know if it was right. for you. We uh, our Teams was we couldn't even use it all day. Uh, I didn't notice, but it's yeah. very possible. I mean, it's just, you know, it kind of just depends, right? Yeah. And so there's, listen, there's no perfect. There's only, as Christian would say, reducing that attack factor. 
right. You know, there's, 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 there's no way to completely in, you know, um, there's no way to completely plan for everything. You just can't, no. you can be more prepared. You can't plan for everything, but I well, think it, reducing the complexity is important. Agreed. Security wise, I am 100% convinced my setup is far more secure than storing all those other places. I mean, I mean, everyone has seen even iCloud, you know, those iCloud accounts got hacked and then you all of a sudden your photos are out there, things like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fully convinced that I have a much less chance of getting my personal data out there with my setup um, than putting it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the complexity. It's the, right. you know, everything when it goes wrong. Or I just know, Jim, I mean, the motherboard, we've talked about this in my yeah. underhand box. That motherboard yeah. is now, I think, almost 10 years old. That thing's going to crud out and it's, it's, it's going to it's gonna go down and I'm going to be uh, up a creek without a paddle. Yes, so. it is. It is. And it's going to be the worst because it's always the worst possible. Oh, I'll, I'll be out of town and then I won't have access to my Bitward and I'll be trying to log into my bank to transfer right. funds out of the country. And I'm going to be like, uh, okay. Nobody um, ever goes, oh, the hard drive crashed. Man, that was a great time for this to happen. I wasn't depending yeah. on it for anything, right? It was down. Um, no one was using it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, exactly. it was just sitting there. It wasn't really even that important. So then, so that brings me in to back to my first question. I need your guys's guidance on just yeah. what are you guys using nowadays for, um, I, you know, cloud is Dropbox still, I loved Dropbox. It was pretty simple. What I don't like about Google is it tries to show everything in sheets and convert. I don't like that. So yeah. I, just don't, I don't like Google in general. Um, so yeah, what are you guys using? Let me know. I think OneDrive is going to be my answer um, just because it's, it seems pretty easy. Mike, let's take it to the Discord group. So, yeah, so go, go to the, the, the averageguy.tv slash Discord yep. uh, and just jump in. Oh, let's just do it in the general conversation. We get started there. If we need to move it, we can. But if you got some thoughts for Mike, uh, drop that in there. Love to have some. Or just tell us what you're using. How, what are you kind of, what have you decided to do? And give us a little breakdown on your setup. Uh, the averageguy.tv slash Discord will get you there. So, uh, you heard it. If you heard it at the beginning of the show, my my number four son is moving out tonight, and I don't know what kind of cold f- dad would say, "Get out while I'm podcasting." You know, he I, he understands. I, I told him when he told me he was moving out a couple weeks ago on Thursday. He was planning. I said, "You know, I got a podcast," and he's like, "Yeah, that's no problem." I actually helped him move uh, this afternoon. All is all the heavy stuff is all over there. So he was just coming home to pick up the cat and uh, pick up his cat and, um, and, and move a few final things. Mike, as I was thinking about apartment living, like I've, I have moved my kids in and out of dozens of apartments in the years. Again, by the way, we, we talked about, you know, your kids b- being busy. You think, yeah. okay, so they go to high, they get, they graduate from high school, they go to college and you think you get a reprieve. No, no, no. Cause they graduate and then you got to help them kind of figure out what they're going to do. And then, they still, you know, they still come back. <laughs> so he's and grandkids. Oh yeah. Can you watch, watch my, can you watch my kids? Which I love, by the way, I love yeah. being a grandfather. It's the best thing ever. I just had the best time this weekend with my grandkids, but, um, and everybody says that. So it's, it's nothing new. The, um, but, but as Tim's moving into the apartment, I was kind of thinking, you know, and you, you lived in a dorm. We can add, oh, we yeah. can add, right. What are what are the like the three essentials if you're thinking about gadgetry at a minimum gadgetry, right okay in in an apartment right and let's rule out the router because you got to have you know you got to get a modem and a router if yeah. you're gonna have any internet right but if if you could only pick three technology gadgets to have that's all you could have in an apartment like you can't have a well no I'll say I won't say what you can't have 
what are your priorities? Like what's what, right. You know, what are your priorities for gadgets moving in? What do you think? What are the have to haves? Okay. The first one's not a gadget, but it was a have to have for me just because we moved around a lot and not every place you had access to a grill on a balcony and there was all these rules. A George mm-hmm. Foreman was okay. like my favorite thing that uh-huh. I had all throughout dorms, apartments, that George Foreman grill is just like, it can do everything. It can be a panini press. It can grill steaks. So like that was my <laughs> first thing that came to that's, mind, which is like, that yeah, was my favorite thing a, that plugged into a wall. It's a good cooking. It's a, it's a good universal cooking gadget. So to speak, it is. right. Yeah. yeah. It can do yeah. a lot of things. It can, it can, and I still, I literally just use mine today. Like I still use it in my house. Like I yeah. think it's been the same thing I've had since I was in the dorms. So. T- Tim goes, dad, I got this, I got this pot. He was super proud of himself. He's like, I got this pot and it had a steamer hole on the top. And then if you lift the lid and turn it, it has the holes so you can drain. You don't even need to take the lid out. You just pop the lid a little bit and it's got the drain holes to oh, nice. You know, pop it's like a strainer almost. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a strainer built right into the lid. He was super happy that he had found it. He found it himself at Target. He was like, Dad, this thing, this is an all-in-one. Like, I don't need any other pots and pans. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Gordon Ramsay. Like, you know, it's there'll be other things. But, uh, okay, so Foreman Grill. Yes. I thought you were going to say an outdoor grill because that's, that's what I, I would have thought, too. But. That, but there are so many rules and regs yeah. around the size yes. of tank. And yes, the size are. of tank is so, oh, it drove me nuts. Yeah. Um, the other thing is however you want to do it, there's there's a bunch of ways to get this done. I liked having some sort of way to know that someone had been in my apartment because in apartments, you know, maintenance is coming in. The the people are coming in to do things that when you're gone, they don't have to tell you. Um, so whether that's a door sensor through a security system, which I think is way mm-hmm. overkill, whether mm-hmm. that's a ring doorbell, um, we had a doorbell on our thing because our bedroom was way in the back and you couldn't necessarily hear someone knocking. And what we were always worried about is maintenance knocks. We're in the, we're taking a shower, we're naked or something and they walk right in. Right. So we <laughs> yeah. actually had just a regular cheap $10 wireless mm-hmm. doorbell. Um, so some way to know that someone's there. And I think a security camera now are very cheap. Those weren't cheap back in the day. Yeah. But I think you could easily get a really cheap, get a like wise an indoor, cam. Like an yeah. indoor wise cam. Indoor, right? just Wi-Fi, yeah. wise cam or something. Or something where when you're like gone, you could bucks. check. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. However yeah. you want to do that. I think right. that is uh, is, okay. is key. I do like okay. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's two. That's two. Well, what do you think? What's your third gadget can't live without? Oh, I mean, I mean, are we just assuming that everyone has like the the, Let's say the you have a or Google? Well, no. I mean, do you do you and do you set up? Do, do you set up a voice assistant in an apartment? Do you think that's well, the, the thing I loved about the apartment life is that usually there was some spot centrally located where if you had a good speaker, um, you could hear it pretty well yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Right, it's a small enough place, so. Yeah. That was somewhere like that when we lived in an apartment gym, when the first gen and I still use my first gen, a lady mm-hmm. um, upstairs. And that was a nice one, right? The tall cylindrical yeah, version, and a nice mm-hmm. speaker. Uh, so I would invest in one, whichever one has the best speaker right now. Like I think Google has a big one that has a big speaker on it. Amazon does too. Uh, I would get whichever one has the nicest speaker and let it ser- serve as your music player. Cause I think music in an apartment's key. 
um, but also have the ability to have some smarts. And then, of course, because mm-hmm. that gives you the ability to add on lights when you need to right. Um, right. and all that other smart, smart stuff. Those are those are three really good suggestions. There's uh, some in the chat room. Jim Shoemaker says microwave oven. Uh, not all places come with a microwave um, apartments. If you get a really, really cheap apartment, his his <laughs> he can't hit the jackpot. He got a pretty good price on this thing. It's got a washer and dryer and a microwave and a dishwasher and a really nice kitchen. I mean, he's I may hang out at his place uh, from time. Nice. Uh, I just, maybe I'll, maybe when Sammy comes home, so we're kidless for three weeks and then Sammy's home here in three weeks and the, but she's bringing a fridge, you know, she has a college fridge and, uh, I'll probably take it to Tim's and we'll turn it into the beer fridge. So that is probably for, for this guy. That'll be, that'll be my beer fridge over at his place. Um, Brian, uh, says voice assistant. So yeah, Mike, I think I, I love your idea of finding one that has great sound because yeah, yeah, his apartment is literally just square and exactly in the doors. If the doors are open and that thing's playing, it really fills the whole apartment with sound. Yeah. So love that idea. Uh, Nathaniel says extension cord, power strip and a fan, never enough outlets. Yeah. He's, he's doing okay there, but Mike, well, that made me think of actually the one thing I loved having in the apartment and he might too, cause he's, he's a computer yeah, he is. kind Very of gamer, savvy. right? Um, and kind yeah. of likes to have uh, power line adapters in apartments mm-hmm. are awesome because you cannot, you know, you can't be installing Ethernet in your walls right. unless he lives in a very, very new apartment. He doesn't have yeah. Ethernet run. Um, I use Powerline in my apartment because I I had that full server rack in my apartment. Mm. Uh, but I use Powerline <laughs> to get over to my main computer because I couldn't run Ethernet all the way through the yeah. apartment. Yeah. Um, and, and it worked great. And now Powerline has gotten good enough that it works well. So I would say Powerline adapters make a huge difference, especially if he has a main machine that he can't have. Because in the apartments, they tell you where you need your router. It's like, right. well, this is the one right. plug you can plug into yeah. where... Is yeah. where your router goes, and it's always never yeah. where you're going to have your main no, computer. No, so. it's not in the center. In this case, it's not in the center, right? And so he's he he bought a pretty nice Asus um wi- a Wi-Fi router, uh, Wi-Fi six, and it's pretty nice. You know, I told him, I said, "Hey, the cheap ones, the more like I I learned this, the more devices you put them on, the hotter that chip gets, the lot the the shorter things last." Yeah. I have burned through so many cheap wireless routers just because we put so much on them, right? right? And they're not, they're not, they're not vented well. They're not cooled well. They're put together for like a nickel, you know? And so he, I said, spend a little bit of money. So he picked that up. Um, uh, Ron says uh, for him, an Instapot and that yeah. to your George Foreman, that's a, an Instapot. I mean, there's a lot you can do in an apartment and some of the new, I think some of the newer ones, it's as well as Joe saying an air fryer, I think some of the newer ones have some smarts built into them. Like it seems like more and more of those kinds of things are picking up an app or Wi-Fi connectivity or, you know, kind of what have you. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest here. I have been, I've been thinking like my next range needs to have an app because I want to, I want to fire that thing up. Like I, I want to go to the HelloFresh site, see what <laughs> uh, what what I'm having tonight, and it'll tell me set the oven to 425. Right? I want yeah. to set it from down here. Like I just I, I want to go on the app and go boom boom boom. The other thing I want to do is I'm, I've been brewing my own coffee. I've been perking my own coffee, and that requires 
uh, eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds of heating the water up. It's every time it's, I got this thing down to a science eight 30 on high. It, it burps a couple times and you turn that thing to low. And I tell a lady four minutes, then turn it off. Then it's perfect. It's a perfect brew every time that should be an, if this, then that thing, right. Where it's like, okay, this is done. Then do this automatically turn it down. Like that should be a routine. I should be able to run right on my stove. Can have you seen? Can we do that? Are, are there stoves so doing you, that? You can, yeah. Okay. And it's actually, I was gonna say, it's kind of funny. We were trying to find one without that because it was one of those. Like, do you remember when like all right. the, the smart TVs came out? Like, no, I don't. I want a dumb TV because I'm gonna yeah. do something external <laughs> or something like that. Um, and so, because we're obviously replacing our range right now, and then they do have that. I don't know how well they work. I just the idea of of something being able to turn on heat in my house to cause a fire mm. is not doesn't sit well with me. Um, or the idea of Hannah or I doing it with good intentions of I'm going to start the thing and right. I've been home and I have some stuff sitting on the oven, just not because we constantly right. have stuff that the right. kids put the kids throw their papers up there. Totally. And you, if you can't see it, you shouldn't be turning the oven on in my opinion. And that's probably because I have kids. <laughs> if but I had two trusting adults, it needs yeah. a camera. Oh, there we go. Get a camera on it. Right. Checks, it, make sure nothing's there. It's and then the, turn it on the oven view. You know, you could just, yeah. it would just be, it would be, I don't know. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's like your backup cam. You know, if you're going to turn the oven on remotely, it automatically turns on the oven cam. So you can see maybe both what's on the top and in the oven. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. Cause I don't know how many times I've left pans <laughs> in the oven, Same. you know? Oh yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. and I, I'm still wondering, I still want, and I don't know why. Okay. So like we have like, you know, the glass top range, right? Where you turn it on, turn it on, but this glass top. And when it's heating up, it's a really big bright red circle. Right. I want that bright red circle to stay bright red while that thing's even just the slightest <laughs> bit hot. But as soon as it stops heating up, that thing is still burning hot. And there's that it little is. red light in the corner that no one ever sees. It says yeah, there's still right. a hot surface here. I'm like, no, leave the whole thing lit up so that yeah. I'm coming back after Hannah's cooked dinner and I'm coming to do stuff. I don't lay my arm right on that thing because I have done that a ton. Um, Even if I actually, it's a fake light. I grabbed like, my cast iron skillet this weekend and there's a pretty good oh, burn right there. So yeah. <laughs> that the burning thing is just, so, I don't know. Oh, that sizzle, that, that sizzle, Ooh, sizzle that you hear. The, yep. And then, then the pain kicks in and it yep. doesn't hurt right. Like a burn doesn't hurt right away. Like really bad. I mean, it, it's an, it's a sharp kind of like you've gotten poked, but the real pain <laughs> is yet to come. Right. Well, and my problem is, so I had had a, a heat pad and I had grabbed the handle of the cast iron it was on my grill outside and I'd gone to move it and I had moved away. But in that time, you know, your brain hasn't realized and I, I had missed part of the thing wasn't covering. And this is where it laid just right on the handle mm-hmm. on my palm. Mm-hmm. But I was already away from the grill and then my brain realized it. And I'm like, I kind of freaked like I didn't know yeah. to drop it. So I reached across, set it back down. And yeah. that was even just more time that that hot cast oh. iron is just and it was it was a it was a pretty good bubble there. For, mm-hmm. for, it still mm-hmm. is a bubble. Mm-hmm. It popped last night at hockey and that was not mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's just disgusting. That's yeah. disgusting, but it, it is one of those, it is one of those things I've noticed too, because we have the glass top and it, it comes on and then it goes off and then it comes on and then it goes off and then it comes Yeah. On. Even if that light was just a fake red light, like it wasn't heat. Cause that's what we, I want. Exactly. We know why they do light. it. Right. We know yeah. why it kind of, it, it does that. Yeah. But, but just put a fake red light on there. So it, exactly. it looks like it's okay. Don't it's touch hot. that. 
<laughs> Don't touch that spot. Hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I think uh, Jim says you know your favorite Keurig or your favorite uh, coffee, coffee maker. maker, of course. And and this is one thing you know Tim learned while we were while he was here over the last because he came home in September, I think. Yeah, August, September. So he's been here about six months, which, oh, by the way, is fantastic to have him home. Like I told him today, I said, you know, she was going out. We're going to see a ton of them. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not, it's not like it's a, we're, we're not going to see him for five years. Like when he joined the Marines, right? Right. He's just living across town, not even across town. It's just eight minutes away. But I said to him, you know, it's been great having you here, but he learned to drink coffee with me. So he started you know, I'm brewing this coffee and he's like, Hey, can I have a little, can I have a cup? Can I fill up my mug? Can I put it in the, like, it just kept getting in. And and over the last two weeks, he's beat me to making coffee. So like he's gotten up, he's in school now. So he's been getting up early and he gets the coffee going before I do, which Sarah's like, you're going to miss that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's be really, really clear. I really like making coffee. (laughs) Like that's, that's my th- any guy who says I keep it on the thing for eight minutes and thirty seconds, and then I turn right. You enjoy the process. I do enjoy the process. So, yeah. um, the uh, the yeah. So, um, uh, you know, he it was just fun to kind of watch him because he was here. This was my f- uh, maybe one of my first. Yeah, it's really one of the first kids I've had that have launched into their own apartment directly from here. We've had, I've had kids leave to go live with other people in their house and yeah. then transition to their own apartment. But, um, uh, fun to see what his priorities were, you know, and he's a PC gamer, so he doesn't care about console. He has, uh, although when he was in the Marines, he bought himself a big 50 inch TV, you know, this 50 inch TV he bought sat in his room the entire time he was in the Marines. Well, not the last year, maybe because he brought it home. It's, we never used it. We never, like, he was like, Hey, you guys can use this anytime you want. I went in and unplugged it because it was showing up on the network and who wouldn't it's bigger than I mean, we have a 42 inch out there. it's bigger than our tv you just it's put it in your living room it's night nice. i should have made a fucking monitor out of it like wh- as we should have agreed well we just let it sit in the room Got um, 50 inch ultra wide he's yeah exactly he's gonna set it up in a certain way and it'll be fun to go in the next week or two we're gonna maybe even sunday i think we're gonna take we're gonna take dinner over to his place on sunday and um and see what his what his priorities are and what what are the gadgets that you kind of start you know he's starting to kind of lean on, and uh, it's what makes this show so much fun. Like just thinking about, I never get sick of talking about these things. No, you know, I no, it's just a ton of fun. We're gonna do a little bit of post show and and we're gonna bring in uh, a little bit of a topic that you, Mike, me, and Dave McCabe have been talking about. Oh, it's nice. Not, it's not lawn care. Right. No, so it's not. If you uh, if you want to catch the post show, you can catch it on our live page. If you're listening to the recorded version of this or the podcast version, and you want to catch the post show to get to get kind of caught up on that, um, you can do it one of a couple ways. One, you can go to the the Average Guy TV YouTube page that we have. It's always there if you want to get there. You can subscribe to us on Patreon if you want to do it. You'll get a note from me every single week. That's by far the most convenient way to get both the pre and the post show. You get the whole thing. Just Follow us and, and uh, subscribe on Patreon. It's five, I have $5 plans that are out there a month. We appreciate you doing that. I'm running on YouTube. I'm running the list of names of everybody who does that, and we appreciate you guys. 
you'll get an email from me every week with a link to it. It's certainly the convenient way to get it done. Um, or well, I guess those are the two ways to get it done. So you can you can do it that way. So hang hang tight for that. A couple of reminders on the way out. One is don't forget theaverageguy.tv, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. Of course, you know that's Christian. And so you can get it, maplegrovepartners.com. Plans start as little as $10. I don't know, Mike, maybe with your the complexity of things, maybe Christian's got a solution for you in, in, at Maple Grove Partners. Maybe it's worth touching. That is actually Christian. a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, because that, 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 that dude's a wizard. Dude, can I, can I dockerize Nextcloud on your... Yeah, something. Yeah. something right well at that I mean, point that that's the other well, oh man there's such a rabbit hole there i would just self-host on like linode right. um right like spin up a linode that's our you know account which is essentially like a, a an all ssd based and cheaper version of aws and just host it there and then that eliminates a lot of but it doesn't really right like mm-mm. i would need christian to fully control it yeah okay like, hey, can can you run an xcloud instance for and me? offer it right he yeah. would he would be it, it might be worth the conversation though Right. Yeah. You know, just to say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? So, uh, if, if you, uh, need a server, you need some services along those lines, maplegrovepartners.com. Of course, we always appreciate Christian and his partnership with the, uh, with the network. If you want to join us on discord, the average guy.tv slash discord, don't forget to leave those messages, homegadgetgeeks.com. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you, or you can send me an email. It's the super boring way, but I know some of you do it. Jim at the average guy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Find Uyghur at Uyghur Tech on Twitter if you want to do it. Um, really, most of the conversation goes on in Discord, so we'd love to have you join us there. We are live every Thursday. Um, let's say most Thursdays. I took last Thursday off. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Texas in the post show as well. My trip there, Mike, was was pretty cool. A few things I learned while we're there. We're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the Average Guy TV Live. Next week, Cody Wheat is coming back. Cody is our friend in the liquor and alcohol business. And if there was if there was ever an industry that had saw massive changes in both distribution and technology during COVID, it was alcohol, right? And 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 so Cody's going to come back. Cody's a good friend, and and I just want to catch up with him. We're going to kind of ask him. His podcast, Shots of History, um, is super cool. And if you're into that at all, and it's not uh, it's not drinking like the way you think it is. So. Give, uh, give Cody a listen. Shots of history uh, this week. He'll be on next week and will join us live for that program. Um, if you want to stay around for some post-show, uh, Mike and I are going to talk a little bit. It's not lawn care. We'll see you guys next week. With that, we'll say goodbye.